Good. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, 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 hello. This is Faye, and I sell Medicare plans. And I'm usually very strong with that opening. And I realize that even though you may be listening on your phones, you may be listening on your laptops, but let me just tell you why I'm so excited today. Today I have with me Howard Peck. Howard is in Pennsylvania. He's about an hour away from Philadelphia. And I don't know very much about that market, but Howard has been very, very successful in doing Medicare educational seminars. This is a topic that I see uh, many, many people recently, most recently are asking about. It's also a topic that a lot of people just call and ask me personal questions. I have clients who are interested in doing educational seminars. So I thought, what better way to have you understand the ins and outs of educational seminars and what it means to a Medicare business than to talk to someone who is an expert in educational seminars. Welcome, Howard. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you today. Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I'm glad that you could spare just a little bit of time. I understand that you're going on vacation soon, aren't you? Yes, uh, on Saturday morning. I get, oh, away and from, I get away from the cold. There's still snow on the ground here and ice on the ground. So we're going to go down to Florida for a little bit. Oh, okay. We're in Florida. Are you going to Central Florida? We're going to Southern Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. West, I'm in West Palm Beach. All right. So you'll have some sun. I'm yeah. in Central Florida, which of course okay. is sunny, but down further south, you get more sun because you're closer to the equator. So you'll really, really thaw out when you get. Yeah, when you that's get. what we're looking for. Okay. Yeah. I needed. know you're happy to get away from all that snow and ice and cold. So listen, Howard, how did you get started doing uh, educational seminars? Well, um, so I got into the insurance business when I was 50 years old. It's a second career for me. I'm, I recently turned 65. I know I look much younger than 65, but- Yes, uh, you do. That's, that's, <laughs> you do. <laughs> and uh, so here I am, uh, second career. And um, I started, uh, and I identified the insurance industry as the career that I wanted to get into. Because as a second career, uh, uh, I didn't want to, as, as, a, as a business person, I didn't want to invest in uh, real estate, like um, warehouses, if I wanted a business of distribute, distributing a product or opening up a restaurant and buying equipment and ha all this overhead. Well, not at 50 years old. So I identified the insurance industry as something that I can get into with minimal cost. And the way I was running the numbers and the conversations that I had with people, it did a good job and found the niche that they performed well in, you can make a nice living. So I identified the insurance business. And at first I uh, hooked up with a local agency selling um, group health insurance. And that didn't go too well. A lot of appointments, a lot of people, you know, when an HR person starts looking for insurance, uh, well, they're gonna talk to you, they're gonna talk to that one, gonna talk to that one. So I, I wasn't used to a lot of rejection from my prior uh, business uh, career. It just didn't seem like it was uh, for me. 
And then I identified long-term care insurance as something that I would uh, I, I related to. It looked like, again, the numbers worked for me. And I, I uh, went to Mutual of Omaha headquarters in Omaha, which is an amazing place, an amazing company. And because the FMO that I was contracting with, Mutual of Omaha was their main carrier. So they sent a bunch of us out there for training. Well, they happened to send us out there on the week where the stock market crashed in 2008. So uh, that's when, if you remember, the mortgage securities and everything just Mm -hmm. crashed. And so uh, I came back from training, uh, really excited, really knowledgeable, but I was selling an expensive product, not a must-buy product, a little bit of a luxury product at a time where there's a lot of economic turmoil in the country. And so things are moving very slow. So uh, again, I was kind of back to the drawing board. I kept hearing about Medicare. And at that point, again, I was about 50. I didn't know the difference between Medicare or Medicaid. I didn't even know what it was. I know my parents were on Medicare, but I was so far away from that. I never learned about it. But then I started looking into it as, as uh, an insurance uh, aspect uh, to maybe give it some, some uh, thought. And that's what I did. And I found a small agency that was willing to train me. And I started selling Medicare plans. And I really liked it, except that the agency that I was with, they would give me some internet leads. Most of them, because I was the new guy in in town, they were the leads that other agents worked over, didn't get anywhere, (laughs) handed them back in and they gave them to me. I made some sales and uh, trying to find, uh, join the Chamber of Commerce on my own, trying to develop some lead sources. Mm-hmm. And um, I identified Medicare as being something I definitely wanted to do. And I decided to leave the agency and I just started trying to market myself. And I had a chance encounter with an old friend of mine who happened to have been a finan- in the financial advising business. He was a, a financial advisor to help people with the retirement. I told him what I did. He told me what he did. And he said that his main main way of marketing is holding dinner seminars. And we've all received invitations, you know, restaurant and learn about how to Uh save money on taxes, retirement plans and all that. He says, I want you to do a 10 minute overview on Medicare. I'll identify you as somebody who works close with our advisory group. And that's a feather in my cap to have a Medicare expert on one hand, and it'll be a feather in your cap because maybe I can generate some leads f- uh, for you. That was so, very generous. Yeah, it was generous. But again, he, he benefited a little bit showing that he had a, a more of a full service operation. So mm-hmm. first seminar, I get up and um, there were so many questions after my little basic Medicare 101 that my 10 minutes turned into 25 minutes. Uh, much to the chagrin of my friend, but people kept raising their hands, raising their hands. So the light bulb went off in me and I started investigating Medicare educational seminars. And um, I started doing them myself. And and at this point, I I would like to define what a Medicare educational seminar is. Because there's two types of seminars. There's a Medicare educational seminar and there's a Medicare sales seminar. And CMS is very... um, uh, on top of the differences of the seminars yes, and the requirements yes. of the seminars. 
So mm-hmm. a Medicare sales seminar is when you primarily mostly talk about Medicare Advantage plans. You can talk about the premiums, the co-pays, the doctor and hospital networks, give all the details, but you yes. have to have that seminar approved by CMS mm-hmm. and your FMO. So there's a there's a chain of approval that you have to get. Plus you can sell plans at these seminars as well. Mm-hmm. That's not what I do. Medicare educational seminars, which is his own little niche, is just allows me to get in front of people, give them a Medicare 101. I can't talk about premiums. I can't talk about co-pays. I can't talk about doctor networks, which is perfectly fine because at that stage, people are just coming out to learn. They don't even want all those details. They just want to see how the puzzle pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. So I scheduled my first seminar did a little advertising, put up some flyers around town. I live in a small town, so it was easy to navigate through the small town. And and um, sure enough, I, I got 17 RSVPs and 20, 23 people showed up. That oh, did, wow. That's did, good did. for the first time. Uh, yes. And so from that first seminar, I got a call the next day, the next week, the next month. And I saw this is what people need. Mm-hmm. because it's a neutral space. There's no selling. And I make that clear in all my advertisements for the seminars that this is, there's no selling. This is just to learn about Medicare. And people really not only appreciate that, but they need it because they're coming into Medicare now. How does it all fit together? They get 27 pieces of mail every month. Mm-hmm. They see all these commercials, but how does it A and B and supplements, advantage, drug plans, how does it all fit together? And this, what I found is that the seminars is the perfect neutral space to gather people, allow me to introduce who I am and what I do. And so that's how I got involved originally in seminars from a chance encounter with an old friend. That's excellent. What a story. That's good, but you're absolutely right. People are confused. There are so many people who are working and they believe in their heads because, uh, as an example, they may be paying uh, $200 a month when they add the deductions from their paycheck for, for their employer group plans. So in their minds, they're thinking, Oh, when I get 65, I'm going to have Medicare and then I can save that $200. And a lot of people I've found, and maybe you found this too, they believe once they get that red, white, and blue card, that's it. And it really takes some explanation. So now doing the educational seminars, do you find that most of the people that come are Within three months, six months, half a year, how far out are they from Medicare? Well, that's a very good question because I'll give you that answer, but I'm going to give you also um, the benefits of that <clears throat> of that answer. I have folks come to the seminar that sometimes are a year out. I mean, they mm-hmm. know that decision is coming. They have their retirement date in focus, and they know they have to go on Medicare, and they see an advertisement for my seminar, even though maybe they're just 64 recently, they thought they would come out for the evening and listen to someone talk about Medicare. 
Some people are ready to go on Medicare in a month or three months or six months. So it really spans all possibilities as far as who comes to the seminars. But here's the good thing about that. And I didn't know until I got started doing this. And it's the gift of gifts. Because people come to the seminars and they're at a different stage when they are planning to go on Medicare, that one a month, three months, six months, et cetera, as I just noted, a natural pipeline of leads develop. And you start getting calls from that seminar over the next year, perhaps, of people that were at your seminar. And wow, it just keeps, now that's just from one seminar. I, I do about, on average, about two a month. So all these pipelines and natural pipeline of leads at different times starts coming in the door and it's amazing because someone called i was at your seminar howard six months ago you remember me i was still in the front row i don't remember but, <laughs> of course but, you say yes i remember yeah. you <laughs> but, but it was but so now they're ready to go on medicare they need some guidance to enroll in part a and b or whatever the guidance they need so that was a lead from six months ago mm -hmm. and um so your question was, who comes to these seminars? And really, it's a large uh, swath of people in regards to their time for Medicare, which is results in that natural pipeline that keeps giving. That's wonderful. So the uh, do you, you mentioned in the evenings, do you do all of your educational meetings in the evening? Almost entirely, 7 p.m., 7 to 8 usually doesn't last more than an hour unless there's a tremendous amount of questions, but usually it's seven to eight. Sometimes I do what I call private seminars, and that's when I get invited by an assisted living facility or another financial advisor here is about says, would you mind coming in to talk to some of my folks this Thursday at two o'clock work? That's when I usually have my little lunch and learns or something like that. So, mm -hmm. but if I do it myself, it's usually in the evening at seven o'clock. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's worked very well for you yeah. uh, over this span of time. Obviously, it was something that you found that was needed. Um, you transitioned very well from group employer benefits to long-term care to Medicare. Uh, you actually found a niche where there is a need. But the good thing about this, how it is, you found a way to help people in that niche to really help them to understand. Um, I do a lot of educational meetings and generally don't do them as frequently as you do. So that might be why I'm not seeing the continued success that you have, but I've heard of others who do educational meetings. Do you do them always at the same place? Oh, no, I do them at different places because um, I don't want people to drive too far. So I'll go into different neighborhoods and different counties even. And, uh, but I usually do them an hour radius from my house, which, you know, spans a big, big distance. So, um, <clears throat> but once I find the venues in the different areas, I usually go back to those same venues. So I go to libraries uh, in my local town here, there's a breakfast and lunch spot. And she lets me have the place for an evening seminar 
I pay her for it, of course. She serves mm-hmm. cookies and, and, and cookies and coffee, but she's open for breakfast and lunch. And now here I come and uh, hold uh, an evening seminar. She likes that because the people that come get a chance to see her restaurant. Uh. So, uh, uh, but I go to hotel meeting rooms. Public libraries are a great place. Uh, so different areas, different mm-hmm. venues. Okay. Now. Yeah. You have taken this one step further, and that's why I am so happy that I was able to meet you. Uh, You've taken this a step further, and you've actually put everything that you've done and how to do it into a book. Yes. And the book is The Golden Ticket. Yes. The Golden Ticket. Uh, building a strong and successful insurance practice with Medicare educational seminars. That's my book there. And I sell it on a website, just simply, the website is medicaregoldenticket.com. Okay. So now that book, can you tell us a little bit about what, because this book is would not be the educational piece for the beneficiaries, but would be the educational piece for the professionals correct that's it's how do how do well i go into a little background talk about the um positive aspects for the producers for the agents why medicare seminars work and why they're really good for the beneficiaries uh so there's some background and then i get into the logistics or what kind of venue to select uh your powerpoint presentation how to create it and what to do uh, your registration table, what kind of snacks to you uh, to offer. Um, I don't do dinner seminars. I just want to make that clear. Uh, okay, so gonna... even though it's 7 p.m., you're not offering dinner. No dinner. I- I'm going to come back to that point in a second. Um, okay. So I talk about refreshments a little bit, what kind of handouts to give away. Um, uh, and then for the, for the um, uh, agent that might be doing these, how do you manage the leads? Uh, do you call people after the seminar? Do you send letters? You know, we have to be careful as Medicare brokers and agents who to call and how we call and all that. So um, I talk a little bit about public speaking. Some people have a fear about it. So I give some tips about that. So the book is all about step-by-step for the broker, for the agent, how to get into Medicare educational seminars. But coming back to food, which is an interesting, um, so these my friend, that the first seminar I did was a big dinner seminar. Oh, my goodness. They, they make a big presentation. There's hors d'oeuvres when you walk in. He makes his presentation, and they serve dinner, and him and his staff walk around the tables to talk and introduce themselves and see if they can set appointments. So it's, it's I wouldn't say aggressive marketing, but it's very assertive marketing. And it cost a lot of money, too. To I provide, was thinking right? that. I was just, just thinking that must be an expensive marketing yeah, sure. uh, strategy too. Yeah. They go to restaurants with private meeting rooms or a hotel that have private meeting rooms and they provide dinner. Sometimes there's 15, 20, 35 people there. But what I have found in regards to food, um, people are so in need of clear Medicare education that they do not care about the food. They're coming. They come with their books. They come with their Medicare new book, their notes, information that they received in the mail. They have questions, whether there's cookies or coffee or snacks or pretzels, secondary. You just have to be there and 
provide a, a good presentation and all those extra costs like dinner or something fancy, not needed. They're not coming for that. They're Remember what, what Medicare is. Um, it's a, Medicare is a must. You have to go on it once you leave your employer plan. And then the supplement or the Medicare Advantage is a must. I don't know about you, but I've met no people that want to go just with part A and B and not have any supplemental coverage. Only so, if they were uneducated and didn't know. Exactly. So it's almost a, most everybody we meet, it's a must buy product. So um, the seminars are relatively simple and the snacks are simple. My expenses are low. And that's just one of the beauties of, of Medicare educational seminars. People want information and I'm there to give it to them. It doesn't have to be a fancy affair. And just from the way that you've answered my questions, I can tell that you give people the straight upfront answers. You don't try to beat around the bush or, you know, hide information. You seem as if the, you would be the person, no matter what question comes up, you would give them just the straightforward answer. And that's what people are looking for, right? That's what they're looking for in this situation. Because I'm, I'm sure they, they probably have met people, uh, I'll call them flim-flam people, right? They just want to make a fast sale or the over-the-phone mm -hmm. sales. I mean, goodness, to buy a supplement or a Medicare Advantage over the phone without having somebody there to show you. And per I don't know, do you sell over the phone? Maybe I'm, I'm insulting you by saying No, that. but because okay. of COVID, I have. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, well, you know, yeah. but I try basically with the ones that I do on the phone to always make it a Zoom or a Google Meet uh, so that we're actually looking at each other. And I have either emailed or mailed them the documents before our meeting. Yeah, good. Right. Sure. So um, uh, people like clear information, like you were saying, and, mm -hmm. and, and I don't um, in my book, I describe what I do after the seminar. I don't call anybody. First of all, we're really not allowed to call people. You're not um, supposed to. Right? Uh, and so, actually, you're only supposed to give your business card if they ask for it. There are some ways of getting around that. And I'm sure you tell in your book how you put things out on the table. Uh, that's a part of the whole thing. But you obviously have done this enough so that you would say you're doing it compliantly, right? Oh, yeah. I don't want to get into any problems with CMS. No, because, you know, the background is that if if you lose your license, mm -hmm. the commission stop. Yes. The commission stop because the <laughs> carriers only pay commissions to licensed agents. And Absolutely. If you up and they take away your license, all the commission stops. So I don't want the commissions to stop. Absolutely. And, uh, and I wouldn't do anything to, to mess with CMS compliance. And, and mm -hmm. you can make a very good living and hold these seminars and do really well and help people totally in compliance with CMS. There's no reason to have to, not only, there's no reason to cross the line, there's no reason to even get close to that line. Right. Yeah. So now there are so many various ways for an uh, uh, insurance professional to actually sell or offer Medicare products. This is definitely one of the ways that works because think about it. The, these are the things that the carriers do, right? The carriers yes. actually hold uh, and they will do mass mailings and 
they it's probably not as personable as yours. Your and a meeting. big difference, a big difference if I could interrupt Faye, because it's important. When you go to a carrier seminar, they'll give you a little bit of Medicare 101, a little background, but they are there to sell their product. Absolutely. Not, Even though they're, they don't actually come out and say it, right. they'll come with the pre-canned video from the corporate office, and it really does not go into the detail or the depth of the detail that I'm sure that you do with your seminars. Howard, tell us more about how uh, we as insurance professionals can get that book so that we can start right away to plan. Anybody, okay. If anybody wants the book, it's at MedicareGoldenTicket.com. MedicareGoldenTicket.com. Okay. And uh, you will find it uh, in the comments for those of you who are listening to this podcast, uh, MedicareGoldenTickets.com. Correct. Howard has- Golden together... Ticket, that's singular, Golden Ticket. Oh, no S. Right. Okay, I'm glad you told me. MedicareGoldenTicket.com. Correct. By Howard Peck. Howard has put together everything that he does from start to finish, giving you all the tools that you will need to actually do this successfully. And if you do your first educational seminar and you don't have 27 people to show up, or was it 27 or 23, Howard? It was uh, 17 RSVPs, 23 attendees. 23 attendees. <laughs> if you don't have 23 attendees, don't give up. Yes, thank you. Don't give up. Do not give up. Yeah. Here, thank here's you. what's interesting. Here's what's interesting. Let's say you hold the seminar, you do a little bit of marketing, a little bit of advertising, and maybe there's not a lot of people. Let's say you get nine people, but out of those nine people, maybe you sold two supplements or two Medicare Advantage plans. If you look at what those commissions are based on how much time you put in, it's still a very good deal for the broker. Really? It yeah, is. Because, I mean, if you think about a supplement commission here in Pennsylvania, most carriers pay us for six years. Mm -hmm. The Medicare Advantage plans pay us for the life of the policy. So even if I sell just one or two or three supplements. Right. And, and one other thing, um, when you hold yourself up as a Medicare professional that does public Medicare educational seminars, there's almost a different sort of respect that you get within your community and with with the people that you are that are at the seminars they might get calls they might meet other brokers but here you are a seminar uh, leader that's offering free information you're out there answering questions and it takes on a different flavor and because of that which is one of the most important things about this business referrals happen yes Yes. Now referrals happen usually with the, in this type of business, but when Joe tells Tom that he was at this seminar last week and the guy was really good, here's this card. Wow, a little mm -hmm. different. Yes. And speaking of my card, uh, right on the front of it, you probably can't see it. It has all the different things I sell: Advantage supplements, etc. Uh, but it says right on there, Medicare educational seminars is one of the things I do. Yes. So, and then on the back of the card. 
has a little picture of me explaining my Medicare educational seminar. So I treat it as an integral part of my business and people see it as that develops a little bit more trust and confidence, more sales, more referrals. Thank you so, so much. And every piece of information you've shared is a treasured nugget. Thank you so, so much. Is there anything, any last point or any tip that you want to leave with our audience at all? Yes, if I could just take a minute. Um, Selling Medicare plans is a very noble profession. We're selling it to people that are getting older. Health is taking on new importance and you're there to help them make sure they get the right coverage. So this isn't, you're more than just an insurance agent trying to sell some product. You really are a a trusted advisor. People count on you. Uh, Referrals will develop. And if you're not sure if you want to sell Medicare or life insurance, or if you're doing three or four different things, if you could specialize in this niche and really commit to it, uh, it could be a wonderful career until you're ready to retire. Thank you so much, Howard. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. Okay. Uh, everybody remember the name of the book is Met Golden Ticket. And the website is MedicareGoldenTicket.com by yep. Howard Peck. Yep. Thank you so much.